You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Did I ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? You play ball like a girl! The Bench Sportscast is back today. Been a while since it went away. Talking sports out of Detroit and NJ. With your host, TM and PJ. It all started in a Kevin Chai town. Talking sports while just driving around. Then to Moe's where we had a few rounds. Where Lollapalooza's love child. Bench Sports is back in town. It's sports is back in town. It's sports is back in town. It's sports is back in town. Sweet delay. You have a problem with that. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. Ah, uh, yes! The old school, the OG opener, because that is right, everybody. We are back in town. TM's a new dad, second dad. I'm just getting drunk. Let's get after it. TM, what's going on, buddy? Oh, boy. Here we go. It's a different show now, baby. It's tourney time, and it's baseball time. Let's go, Mets. I'm very excited. Let's very, do this. Very excited. Oh, I've been, I've been, we took time off because I've been learning to love Justin Verlander. I'm trying to understand the no. man. and I mean, he's 10, 10 innings, no runs. Love the guy. There you <laughs> love go. him right now. Love him. It, it wasn't long. It didn't take long. Man, anything happens with winning. but and I mean, you were just telling me, TM, how you've been essentially in a sportsless bubble or a sports bubble, I guess, or yes. non-sports bubble for the past month. You did just welcome in your second child, so congratulations on that. And we Thank finally you. You know, pulled you from the darkness, a la Aaron Rodgers, who we'll get to later. Uh, and, and you're here, you got a drink, and we're going to talk some sports. Let's oh, some of that I got a drink. Release. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I got please. A, I got a bourbon here just for you, TM. Yeah. Oh, nice. I went with a little proper 12 and Coke, too, because I didn't want to go straight Jameson. It's not technically St. Pat's yet, but it's close. So Usually I'm, I'm ready, the Irish for, whiskey. ready for the T-shirts. I'm ready for the tank tops walking around the Diag on uh, St. Patrick's Day. And we've got three inches of snow. So, yes. <laughs> In like a lion. That's right. Out like a, we can't get out of March. We're Never. fucked. Never. So we're here. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk some NFL free agency, some trade oh deadlines. Uh, we're not going to talk about basketball. So law, you can just go away. Uh, or at least NBA basketball. Uh, and, he's not uh, listening. He's not listening anyway. And since Michigan got their dicks kicked in and shat down themselves uh we're not going to be talking or law doesn't care about the ncaa tournament so for that uh we'll be here for everybody else uh 
I don't know, give our predictions. I don't know. I haven't even filled out a fucking bracket yet. Uh, so we're not going to analyze much of anything except talk about uh, how awesome the tourney is and uh, then go to sleep. So with that, TM, let's – um, we still don't have a baseball sounder, but let's talk a little baseball. Wow. Wow. So we had, since the time we last talked TM, we had pitchers and catchers arrive, and then we had baseball. And with baseball came this little thing called the pitch clock. And I think that might have been the first sports thing that I texted you after the Super Bowl was, did you see... And I can't now. I can't even remember who it was. Was it Machado? Somebody who was the first batter to get called for a strike for not getting in the box quick enough. And I had totally forgotten that this was a thing, right? That this this was coming down the wire. This was coming from the minors. They were implementing the pitch clock amongst the other rules. And I'm gonna be honest, TM. When it first came out, I said, this is so fucking stupid. This is going to, and, and, and not in terms of like an old man, this is going to ruin the game. And I just, it, it, it didn't click with me how this was going to work and how it was going to affect the game as much as it has. Um, but I'd like to get your initial reactions when you saw this being implemented or the first time you saw it. I mean, honestly, I think the first time I saw it was today because I was watching spring training highlights and I caught it. Uh, it wasn't like on the back wall behind the catcher. It was on the broadcast graphics, like at the bottom line or somewhere. Okay. And I was just watching a highlight and I was like, oh, shit, there's the clock. And I didn't even really, I, you know, I haven't really sat down, gotten to watch any spring training they're not using it in the WBC, which is something that I've really tried to get into. But the fact that the USA games have been starting so late at night, I just haven't really been able to like take a game in. I mean, I'm watching it right now. But um, I mean, listen, I let me, let me answer your question this way. I am for a quicker game because... Uh, yeah, because I need the games to be quicker. I mean, you have the change in college football where the clock isn't going to stop now after first downs. Huge. I mean, college football game. I don't know how many times I've probably texted you watching a Michigan game being like, my God, this game's been on forever. Like, yes, yes. And baseball has been, you know, being around from New York and obviously I'm a Mets fan, but watching Yankee Red Sox games, those games are traditionally four and a half hours long. I mean... You just, you, it, it's just not possible anymore for me to sit down and take in a baseball game from start to finish. So I'm all for it. I'm all for speeding up the game. And I get irritated a lot of times with, especially the batters. I mean, I know I've complained about this show a million times. These guys that just step out, oh, fix every fix piece. And the yeah. rules, are, yeah, the rules are supposed to be you stay in the box unless you hit a foul ball. Yeah. Well, they weren't enforcing it, so I think this 
This is good. This is good. I mean, just yeah. keep the game moving, you know? It's fucking May, and you're freaking taking six deep breaths before you dig your foot into the box. I mean, come on. It's it's something that loses as you and, – and, and, and me just in youth baseball right now, it's something that they really push – is batter staying in the box pitchers not over to you know taking too much time you know in 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 little league rules like you see on the little league world series they don't allow leadoffs you know until i think 13 which might be a little late but it keeps the game moving it doesn't you know it keeps the game focused on pitching and hitting instead of fucking throwing over to first base every two pitches or kids just stealing and stealing and stealing and so I'm all for this. Uh, or let me let me reiterate and say what you said. I am all for a quicker game because even kids like my son who loves the game of baseball doesn't watch a whole lot of baseball because they get distracted in between pitches. And I, I, I just sit back and think about like Pete, right? Who, or anybody who is like, is this, did you pick up your phone during the movie, right? Because that's yeah, the indication just... of how engaged you are in the game. And, and during football games, like I don't pick up my phone during a drive, right? In between plays, I'm right. not picking up my phone to look at something during commercials, whatever. But you're engaged while that drive is happening. In baseball, it's literally every pitch because it's so long. So for those of the, those of you that don't know or maybe haven't even looked into it, the rules are pretty basic. There is a pitch clock. Oh, and, and TM, so the one thing with the pitch clock, the first games that were on TV, and these were probably in the minor league stadiums, there was a huge pitch clock behind the the Yeah, catcher, I've seen right? that. Yeah, I've absolutely so seen that. Yeah. Now they are – from what I understand is at the major league stadiums, they will be more off to the side. So you won't see them in the view of the pitcher, like, or the, the camera view. And then, and I haven't seen a game like this yet, but as you said, there's, there's a pitch clock. It's like in the, the bottom line or in the score box, essentially. Correct. Yeah. The graphics. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so the, what the, the way the rules read is that with nobody on base, the pitcher has 15 seconds to pitch the ball. The batter has to be in the box within the first seven or eight seconds, with eight seconds left on the clock. If neither of those things happen, if the batter's not in the box after seven seconds, the batter is called for a strike. And that was the first thing that happened. Machado was taking his sweet-ass time in between pitches. Umpire called it a strike. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, and then I think... Within the next week, there was a game, I think, between the Braves and somebody else where it was a bases-loaded full-count tie game in the bottom of the ninth, and the umpire called the batter out for not getting in the box quick enough, and the end game ended in a tie. It was crazy, but I loved yes. it. It was what was needed at the time to kind of tell everybody or show everybody that this is a legit thing. Like, be ready for it because – we are, you know, this isn't, oh, well, I'll give you some leeway. It is cut and dry. You get in there or you're getting a ball or a strike called on you. Um, and for the pitchers, it just, it makes them think faster. It makes them be more decisive with which, with which pitches they're going to pitch. 
and it eliminates the back-and-forth game of the batters stepping out, calling time, the pitchers stepping off the rubber, the pitchers, you know, all of that is kind of taken out of the game a little bit. And it is just a more direct game, which I've always talked about needing. Like, I would watch a baseball game if it was just every ball put in play or every deciding pitch, right? If it's a 3-2 pitch and it's a strikeout, just let me see that sixth pitch. And if he hits it, he hits it. If not, he walks, whatever. Let me see those. And that's what this is more turning into. Um, There are some other rules with pitchers. When there's a runner on base, the pitcher has 20 seconds to pitch the ball. And they are only allowed two pickoff attempts to first base. On the third one, if they attempt to pick a runner off and he is safe, the runner gets second base. So I haven't seen that a whole lot, but it just eliminates, A, the need to just constantly just lob the ball over there. And two, it it increases the amount of stealing in the game of baseball. So all these things considered, right? Um, yeah, all the all the throwing, <clears throat> excuse me, all the like lob tosses over to first because they're warming up a guy in the bullpen or something like that's now gone. Yep, a hundred percent. Which is uh, good because that's a huge waste of time. The other uh, rules that have been implemented is they made the bases significantly bigger. Like you don't when you hear the number that they're like, I think it's an inch and a half, maybe an inch on all sides. You don't think it's that big of a deal, but when you look at the different sizes in the bases, it is, I mean, it's pretty significant. Um, I don't know if it's led to anything more. They haven't said anything at this point, Um, but the bases are bigger. And then they eliminated the shift. Um, And we've never really talked on this show about the shift. I fucking hate the shift. Um, I I do too. I don't, you know, I'm glad they eliminated it. Although now teams are getting around it a little bit because the rule reads that you have to have four players like four players two on each dirt, side of the with base, their feet right? in the dirt in, or whatever, right. and two on each side of second base. But what teams are doing now is just moving like the left fielder to like right field and leaving left field open. Well, that is, I mean, what is this, men's like, softball? Like, I, I mean, was going to say it's the rover and men's softball or, you know, Little League, uh, Little yeah, League. Yeah, the 10th tenth, the tenth guy. Is that the rover? Four left fielders. Wait, you can, I mean, listen. Can these guys, if you're, I mean, that's a home run. It's an inside the park home run if you get it over the shortstop's head. Like, yeah. please learn to hit it in the, like, the other way. So I don't if know. Yeah, that, that just came up. I just saw an article about that um, being that's something. That's super that, risky, man. I can't imagine seeing that too often. Right. It's one thing, yeah, if you leave your. It's like pulling the goalie maybe like the last <laughs> right. minute, you know, in the last inning. Yeah, yeah bases loaded. Wow. Or if I see that, I'll be, I'll be yelling because I hate <laughs> the shift. I hate the shift. So those are the rules. And and what I, I was trying to find before we got on the show, um, I saw a post. I think on Facebook or something, but somebody had posted the stats between at this point in the season and the preseason last year and this year, and games have decreased in time by like an astonishing like 30 minutes. Runs have increased by like one run per game. Um, steals are up. Hits are up. Singles are up. Walks are down. I mean, 
everything that slows the game down has decreased and it's awesome it is good i think the game needs it bad it does badly and, and as i said i'm in the youth game and i see the numbers dwindling kids don't want to play baseball anymore and it's because it's a slow game it's not as exciting and and and, and really maybe it's kids love playing baseball but getting kids to go to a baseball game and sit down for seven innings or nine innings is very difficult. You end up spending $500 because yeah, you got to walk around and buy fucking dipping dots for three hours. Yeah, I was, that was initially what I was thinking about um, when you first brought this up. I, I mean, what an advantage if you're actually going to go to a game because it's not going to be just sit. I mean, because it gets so boring. I mean, it could be really boring. And if you go to a bad game or the team gets blown out, I mean, you might not even be there for half of the game. At least the game could move a little bit. So even if it's a bad game or whatever, all right, we'll win the sixth. We'll stay to the seventh or the eighth, you know, stay to the seventh inning stretch and then get out of here or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it working out because I'm, I'm, I love baseball. Yeah. But NFL is just kicking their ass. It is. I mean, that is America's pastime is no more. And you got to do what they got to do to keep up. I mean, you know, the NBA seems to be holding steady and some people hate the game. Other people, you know, really like it. And it still has its crowd and is still what it is. And hockey is what it is. You know, it's always going to be that fourth sport, that niche sport. But baseball has got to, you know, they cannot fall to the wayside and and they're doing what they can. And uh, we'll see how this helps or doesn't uh in this upcoming season i can't wait though i i get fired up when preseason or you know spring training starts and now i'm just ready ready for uh everything to begin um your boy scherzer was manipulating the clock game uh which was good to see um essentially please explain so (laughs) so it came out because you know scherzer's you know he's a mind guy too so when the pitch clock first started, he was the first one to really make some news because what he would do is he would quick pitch or he would wait. And so without a runner on base, right? He'd sit there and he'd, he wouldn't move and he'd st- like 15 seconds on the clock. He'd step on the mound. He'd be ready to go. And he'd stand there just staring at the batter. Batter gets right. in the box and some pitches he pitched within a half a second other pitches he'd stand there and wait 10 more seconds just playing the mind game with the uh with the batter with the batter but now and that's genius but there's like there's guys like Nestor Cortez on the Yankees they do that anyway without a pitch clock so yeah and something came out uh, about that Scherzer thing that either that he, that he that there is still a rule that the umpire can call for for uh like I don't know what the word is, gamesmanship, like, like wasting time or like delaying or something. I don't know, but we'll see. This is all going to work, you know, continue to work its way uh, uh, through spring training, and I don't know what do we know when opening day is. I thought I saw somewhere it's it's still in March, right? I mean, it's like I think Tigers, yeah, is it's twenty gonna... seventh or 29th of April. It's just ridiculous. Two weeks. Let me see. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Who's going to find it first? Does it start on Thursday the 30th? I, I'm not seeing a gap in the calendar. 
I think it's the third. I think the Mets start on the thirtieth. Thirtieth would in Miami. In Miami, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Twenty. Oh yeah, the thirtieth. That would be it. Yep, Tigers, three ten. Yep. Woo! Yay! We're still going to be in the twenty. That's right. That's right. Listen, that's right. We don't do NBA. I know we don't do a lot of NBA on this show, but I would. I mean. You were saying can't wait for baseball. I can't either. But we've got tournament, and I've got the Knicks, and so I—that's actually the one sport I've been keeping up with. And it helps that the Knicks came out of the All Star break and won nine in a row. But um, I will put a Nick game on at night. I will. Ch- I'm checking the scores every day. Like that's actually something I've been following. Which I mean, of course, when the Knicks are good, that's something I've always done. But that's what I've had lately. Because, like, you know, uh, there's there's a show on every night here called um, Baseball Night in New York. It's at 6 o'clock, 6 to 6.30. So I tape that, and I might throw that on if my wife falls asleep or something, or put it on if we're hanging out before dinner. That's kind of how – that's all I've been doing. I don't get to watch games. They air some of these games. I, I can't do it. So – yeah, that's kind of like how I'm hanging on to my Mets for now. But the Knicks, the Knicks have kind of been a story. They're not kind of been. They've been a big story around here. And then, of course, discount double check. And that dominates sports radio. So I have not been listening to sports radio for that very reason. Like, I just can't take it. Can't do it. So, all right. Not that. we're here tonight. We're gonna talk about it, but it's not why we recorded tonight. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, no. So let's uh, let's do this first. So let's talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Basketball. Give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dog it. Basketball. Give me, give me, the ball because I'm gonna dog it. I was looking for my tourney, my uh, NCAA tourney song, and I couldn't find it, my sounder. Uh, but we'll save that for next week. Um, we're not going to sit here and do a lot. Oh, by the way, as you were saying, that talking about the Knicks and sitting on your couch, I was wondering in my head, as you're sitting on your couch and you're finding the game, do you sit on the couch? It's TM sitting <laughs> It might come. It might come to mind every Maybe. once in a while. Every once in a while. Uh <laughs> NCAA tournament is here. When you're listening to this, it is the day of the tourney, the first weekend of the tourney, the first day, first round. Uh, Upsets galore. Yeah, I'm I'm not as fired up TM this year as I have been in previous years and even years when my team was no good. And I don't know why, and I don't know if it's because Michigan's just been dog shit all year and they just haven't, uh, you know, it, it hasn't moved the needle, or is it because the landscape of NCAA basketball has changed so much, and now with the NIL and everybody going everywhere, I mean, like, College of Charleston was in the top 10 or 20 at one point this year, like... It's ridiculous how what teams are where. I mean, North Carolina was the number one team in the country to start the season. They didn't even make the tournament. Um, clearly, <laughs> hey, did you get that, Chad? Yeah, Chad, what? did you catch that? <laughs> and then they were too what? proud, too proud to play in the NIT. 
Oh, you know what? Go, you know what? Go do the drop. Go fuck yourselves. Get out of here. Disrespect. Don't disrespect the National Invitational Tournament. Go fuck yourself. That's right. Uh, I would, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of wished that Michigan wouldn't either, but then I also hope that they did go in and then get their balls <laughs> like Rutgers, yeah. right? Exactly. Just been like, that's what you deserve. But we're not here to let talk about say, shitty teams. Let say, yeah, let me say, um, I, I, um, I, I had the same experience as you with this year's tournament. Now I've got a lot of like personal stuff going on, which you know lead to distractions as far as like catching up on college basketball on a weekly basis. But it was earlier this week. And I forced my, I, I was like, dude, you are not going to just ignore the NCAA tournament. Like, there's just too many nights where you know something's going to be going on. Like, I remember the one year I wasn't very into the season when uh, Virginia lost the one sixteen matchup. But I remember getting a notification on my phone and I was in bed. And I was like, I'm getting up to watch this. And I watched it and I was locked into the tournament for the rest of that time. So... I, I said to myself, "You're gonna, you're gonna do one bracket. Let's not go crazy." Like uh, Woody was asking if I was doing one, and I was like, "I'm not gonna run this. I, I don't have the time to do this right now." But I got into this one I always get into every year, and I'm like, "You're doing a bracket." And what I did was all day today, I just listened to gambling podcasts oh, about the the tournament. You know, these guys who this is their lives, and I just took it all in. And I built my bracket based on the stuff I listened to from some guys around here that I trust. And now I'm on board. You know, I'm, I put a, been a little deposit into my DraftKings so I can make some $10, $20 wagers. And uh, I'm going to do my best to pay as much attention as I can because this provides so much en- sports entertainment. I think that what I, what I would say it is for at least definitely for me, I have NFL fatigue. Yeah. This NFL season was exhausting for me. And it's got nothing to do with doing this show, you know? I mean, just no, the, the amount of fantasy teams that I'm on. The, I think the Tua stuff with the Dolphins actually being competitive is something I'm not used to. So I wasn't in shape for that as a fan. And uh, I just, when it all ended, I, I, I just needed to, like, take a break. <sighs> Totally with you, man. Yeah. Totally with yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. So, but this is such a great way to get back into it. I mean, yeah. Well, dude, I can't wait for opening day. I mean, the Mets, I, if I could, I'd watch every inning. Like, it, I try to put on at least five minutes of every night if it's possible. And if they're on the West Coast, I'll stay up late and get no sleep. So, that being said, this is March. This is where we are. Duke is going to win it. Oh, boy. And let's go. Woo! Uh, I'm with you, though. Maybe. Tomorrow, you know, as of right now, I do. Tomorrow and Friday are two of the best days of the year on the sports calendar. Yeah, and I, I, as of right this second, I couldn't give two shits. But as you were just talking there, I'm like, oh, yeah. I had to sit in my office and bring up that CBS, like, tourney yes. portal, get four games on. Noon's going to hit. I don't know. Maybe I'll just fucking come home, work from home. It's the best thing now. Fucking, is, I'm working yeah. from home today. Why Maryland, that? West Virginia, twelve fifteen tomorrow. Taking the under. Let's go. <laughs> Do not bet on any Big Ten teams. They're all garbage. I don't. No, they're not good. 
Neither's the Mountain West. Bet against fade the Mountain West as well. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to sit here and analyze who's going to do that because I don't fucking know. I have zero idea. No, it's idea. so strange that Alabama is the overall number one. I mean, just to see that, I think kind of confirms your point of saying it's just a different year. Yeah. I mean, Houston was there last year, but Alabama, I mean, Kansas is there again, but Kansas is always there. But Duke's a five. And Purdue's always Yeah, Purdue, but but Purdue always always loses. Yeah, they'll blow it. So I kind of like UCLA, but they're dealing with injuries. Everybody's kind of dealing with a thing or two here. And so I, you know. I picked UCLA in my bracket to win it all. That's actually who I put it. Because I on Duke to win, I, I put an you know an odd overall odds bet for them to win the tournament. So I said, all right, I'll put Duke in my final four, but I'm not going to pick them to win. Let's be a little bit realistic and not fanboy out here. And I always, I I think that this what's the kid's name? Tiger. Their their point guard, the the UCLA point oh, guard. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, it's I know it's Tiger something. He's got the hair. He looks yeah. like Bob Marley. Yep, yep, yep. I can't believe, honestly, I, I'm like you know doing this small research, and I'm like, wait, am I looking at Edwin Diaz getting hurt and crying in the base? Oh my God, what happened? He just got wheeled off in a wheelchair with his leg stabilized. Oh. Edwin Diaz. Oh God. All right. Well, baseball season just ended. But anyway. <laughs> welcome, welcome to everybody never playing in the uh, WBS ever again. Yeah. WBC. WBC is the the USA just makes a brutal error. Um, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, that team's that team made the crazy run from the first four two years ago. Last year they struggled again with injury. I think that's the team that would that's you know. And again, I, not yeah. knowing a thing. And then like UConn's a big darling for a lot of people. But they're local. Local teams don't win around here. It's not Villanova, I mean, listen, so they're gonna, they're gonna blow it. It's every ninety percent of the time, it's a one or a two seed. So don't get crazy. It's gonna be that's true. That's a great point. It's gonna be one of them. Um, and yeah, will it be Duke? Will it be Kansas? Texas? I mean, Texas put a show and whooped up on Kansas in the in the Big Twelve tournament. Who yes. knows? Who knows? But uh, either way, it doesn't matter because nobody ever watches the tournament because this one seed is going to win. Or even if they – it's amazing. It's the best sporting event. It's one of the best sporting events in all of sport. Um, and one of the best things that comes out of it, out of it are the commercials for the Masters. Let me hear ah. that sweet voice, Jim Nance. And the yes. piano. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. But that's it. That's all I got, TM. I got nothing else on basketball. Um, if you want to just switch right to golf, um, the players was what the was what it was. But the weekend before was a great tournament. I don't know if you're following that one. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, the last. I mean, I did okay. see the players and the. But the last, you know, this with the Super Bowl and the waste management open is always spectacular 140,000 drunk ass fans at on the 16th uh although you were in the hospital so probably didn't see it yeah no it wasn't no. uh but oh there is i started watching this is a binge media podcast so i started watching the golf documentary on Netflix full swing full swing Yes, I did. finished it yesterday. Oh, baby. I'm, I'm we're yeah. just in the fr- the first section of it. 
Um, but very well done. I love that it's just real, like real time or real, um, you know, interviews, seeing these guys. You know, the first episode is about Spieth and uh, Justin Thomas and and I, I immediately thought of UTM. They're sitting the, on the plane in the first episode and Spieth's got a deck of cards and they literally just bet a grand on what the next card is. Yes. It's <laughs> like, yes. Love it. Uh, um, phenomenal documentary. Highly recommended. And they're out uh, filming now for the next season. Amazing. On Amazing. the tour. So I'm very yeah. excited to, uh, to continue. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Arnold, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, by the way, was the right tournament right. where, I mean, there was like 10 guys the last day who were competing. It, it, it was just fantastic. Um, wow, I'd love to talk more about this documentary, but I don't want to spoil anything for you. There's a couple episodes that are huge, huge favorites of mine. Um, awesome. Yeah, so enjoy that because it is... It's just excellent stuff. Very well done. And uh, you learn about guys that, I mean, you learn a lot about guys that you, we already know, obviously. And there's like a couple of guys you never heard of before um, who are just, you just hear their story. And it's just, you can't help but root from looking for them on the leaderboard every weekend now. Nice. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. So awesome. Very will, good uh, stuff. We'll be continuing getting into that. So, yeah, we'll talk about that next, uh, next time we record. Um, but, I guess, TM, most people are probably here to hear our thoughts or listen to our thoughts or not on the NFL and the NFL, NFL free agency. Oh, my God. I don't even know what sounder to play. Holy shit. Ready for this? Can I just read this out? Uh, let me read this out loud. World Baseball Classic. Mets closer Edwin Diaz injured while celebrating with Puerto Rico. Exits in wheelchair. Sounds like a Martin Gramatica injury. Oh, God. Oh, God. In heaven, what is going on? Come on. I'm sick to my stomach right now. I looked at the TV. I'm like, stop. Go ahead. Play a sounder. I'm losing my mind right now. That's the one. What a great time in football, Tim. We got a month. We had a month off. Yeah. I'm, I'm so fucking aggravated right now. I got fucking <laughs> Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil are getting like five toilet bats in two weeks. They're supposed to be at spring training getting ready for the season. And now this shit? Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, well, good thing. I'd take money away. I'd take money away from him. I'd be like, you, you're an idiot. You, you're not getting next year's money. You're playing for free. Oh, my God. He may not be getting next year's money anyway. Uh-oh. What? What? Uh-oh. All right. Um, so, 
maybe we should just drink some beer and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How about this? No, let's bring up Aaron Rodgers now, because now I'm really pissed off. I'll just complain about that motherfucker wasting all of our time. I don't even go to the binge chat anymore because it's just Bylanock reporting on how nothing has advanced. That is true. So with that, TM, while you can just stew in your uh, uh, baseball sorrow, uh, we have a voicemail from one month ago that I feel like I read the transcription. I feel like this is going to be very topical to for today and free agency because it is about the New York Jets. Here we go. Hey, SportsCast, Goudreau calling in. Hope things are good. TM, congratulations once again. Speaking of congratulations, I did want to call in and give two quick points. First one, the NFL Honors last week was one of the coolest nights I've had as a Jet fan in my life. Seeing two rookies on our team win rookies of the year for offense and defense. Seeing the best Jet player I've seen in my lifetime, pound for pound, Darrell Revis, going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, good for you! Fletcher's name got called because my dad, my late father, was one of those guys who always would talk about Joe Klecko and how he should be in the Hall of Fame and all this stuff. So it, it was a really cool night, and I I got teary-eyed because I, I thought of my dad. But enough of the sentimental shit. Point number two. Since you guys keep talking about this Aaron Rodgers to the Jets nonsense, what? i got to say this nonsense. I want, on the record. I don't want him. I'm not giving up first-round picks and all that money to a guy who is on the decline, who is a distraction, who, quite frankly, I question his desire to win. The Jets are a really young team, and I think his dynamic, as he's shown in Green Bay, he doesn't like bonding with young talent like his receivers or what have you. He's not the person I want. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not coming to a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years and who's coaching in Sala, his job is on the line if they don't make the playoffs. My take is I want Derek Carr. Uh-oh. He's durable. Uh-oh. He's dependable. Yes, he's not an A-plus he quarterback, but he's a solid quarterback, and that's all we need. We have the defense. We have a run game. We have weapons. We just need a quarterback who can come in and keep the ship afloat. And quite frankly, if Salah can't make the playoffs with Derek Carr in this roster in another offseason, then he should not be the head coach to begin with. And my pitch to Derek Carr, if I was Joe Douglas, is, hey, if you want to go to Carolina, that's fine. But unlike them, we're not in a rebuild. We're ready to win now. So you'll also have a defense that you never had in Vegas. So my take is I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I'll take my chances with Derek Carr. And if he doesn't pan out, then the whole thing is going to get blown up anyway. So that's my take as a Jet fan. Good time watching the Super Bowl, and it's going to be an interesting offseason. So... All my love to you guys, and take care. Well, that voicemail didn't age well. Did not age well, no. Listen, the Jet fan is hilarious because it's been difficult for me to find one that wants Aaron Rodgers, right? Which to me is laughable. I mean, you're getting one of, you know, what I mean, let's be realistic, top how, what would you say he is? Top 15, 20? I mean, at least. I mean, he was a fucking MVP. Right? I know. He, he was MVP two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Like, yes. to bring this guy in, <laughs> I mean, because all you did all season was cry about Zach Wilson and the quarterback position, and now here you're going to get one of the top five guys in the league, but we don't need him. 
I heard an old guy at one of my accounts the other day say, we don't need him. We don't need him. Develop a young guy. Draft somebody. Bring in Garoppolo. And I'm like, you're so, you're so dumb. And then even our guy, Alex, that calls in all the time. I don't really want him. And I'm like, what is it? Is it the Jet fan thinking deep down and knowing? And Goudreau, you, I'm, I'm pointing at you as well. Are you saying this because you just have expected this whole time for it to not work out because you know that's your history and that's what happens when you're a Jet fan? I think that's what it is. Because it's like if they get all gung-ho and they're like, Rodgers is coming, we're going to win the Super Bowl, he wouldn't come. Well, now he's coming. I mean, it's not official, right? We got nothing yeah. official, but he no. said on McAfee, I, I, my plan is to play. My plan is to play for the Jets. But and maybe the by the time by compensation for the Packers. Yeah, maybe from, by the you know, time yeah, the Packers from the you're, you're listening to this, maybe it is. Maybe it's a done deal. Right. I mean, shit's happening like uh, every 30 minutes right now with big blocks, blockbuster trades and signings and all of that. So. Yeah, it's like me saying I don't want Justin Verlander on the Mets. I mean, right? I don't like the guy, but of course I want twenty wins, a Cy Young, and a World yeah. Series. I mean, bring it on! Strikeouts, yeah. right? I mean, I don't care what they paid for him. It's not my money. So, so yeah, I yeah. I I tend to agree, and and I mean, Goudreau's at least in that voicemail, at least in the right mindset, saying like I'd rather have Derek Carr, and I think that's a perfectly. That's also a month ago. Right. Reasonable art, like statement though, that I'd rather have this guy than this guy. However, now that Derek Carr has gone and signed with the saints, not the Panthers, um, it is a done deal that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Now are, are we, are we talking TM? Are we considering the jets in a win now mode? I mean, oh, I know they think they think they're win now because they're. This is what we talked about all last season. The Jets were Super Bowl caliber defense. It's all I ever heard around here. Yep. So that's what elevates the mentality of the organization to. We need a quarterback to win because, and it, you know, it killed Zach Wilson's career. I mean, let's be honest. The guy's not gonna do anything if he no. does. I mean. You know, he's, yeah, we, we've seen this story a million times. It's happening to him now. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I think they're competitive now. Obviously, they're probably a playoff team now. I mean, if they're not a playoff team now, something's very wrong because the defense was really good, you know? So, the question, the question that's going to come up is Aaron Rodgers, two years ago, like we said, MVP of the league. Was it deserved? Who knows? But that he was still top five quarterback. Last year, not so much. And every year this argument is there that Rodgers had nobody around him and this and this and this and LaFleur and McCarthy and all of this. Yet now Rodgers is leaving and this shit about him and his like his his demands or or requests about I want this guy and I want this guy and I want Aaron Lazard and I want these all these guys that were on Green Bay and they could do shit. You watch a game like the last game of the season against the Lions and literally I could not be happier watching us 
boot his ass out of Green Bay. It was so satisfying. It wasn't the lack of guys dropping these. Rodgers was just doing Rodgers things and trying to make shit happen and throwing the ball into triple coverage. Like, there is this mentality that he's always, this gunslinger mentality. I put that in quotes because I fucking hate that statement. But this way of playing that has worked for him for a long time. Will that work for him in New York? I don't know, Tim. Like, what do you think about his his game style? I mean, I, I almost feel like he's going to get his fucking ass chewed apart by New York media. And maybe he doesn't care. But if I'm a player, I don't know that I would ever want to play in New York. Because yeah. there's no, like... Like, Daniel Jones is, he seems fine. He just signed some huge contract that nobody noticed, right? Like, oh, he's Eli, though. He's the second coming of Eli. Right. Like, Eli didn't care. I mean, I used to serve lunch to Eli in Hoboken after losses, and he was coming in and reading the Daily News and the New York Post. And everyone's like, oh, they don't read that stuff. Oh, he was reading every nasty word that was written about him. So, it just, he just didn't care. Like, you have to have that mentality. You have to be able to not let it bother you. And maybe and, that's and maybe that's what Rodgers is doing. Like, maybe, you know, he's had a career. He has a Super Bowl. He will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And if he crashes and burns in New York, he probably won't ever, you know, it may just be a blip on, on his career that he'll never, nobody will really remember. He'll always be a Green Bay oh. guy. Yeah, let me let me give let me spit a couple um, narratives at you that that kind of float around here because I think they're pretty interesting. All right, well the one this isn't anything to really discuss too far, but one of my buddies kept saying there's no way he signs with the Jets because the Johnson and Johnson owns the team and they created a vaccine. I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> and you see, but you have to understand is that he's going to be asked that at his press conference. Yeah. So yeah. I just can't wait to see the, his response to that because. It's funny and stupid, but also it makes right. sense to at least bring it up, right? Okay. Now, here's the thing, though, because everyone's like, why? And I said this, too. I'm like, why would you come and follow the same path as Brett Favre, a guy who, you know, I mean, obviously they're cordial and stuff now, but I guess the way I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, Rodgers and him, I mean, Rodgers was ready to play, and he was still there, and... Yeah, I don't think they're like the best of friends or anything. So, no. like the kind of, the discussion is kind of like, well, here's a guy that you wanted to outplay. Why would you follow in the same footsteps? But now I've been thinking about it this week in particular, and I'm like, it would benefit his legacy so much versus Favre in in the Favre Rogers conversation if he comes here and wins. Because then it's like, well, he did the same thing as Favre, but he did it better because he was able to win in New York and Favre didn't. And I think that's Aaron Rodgers' mentality. I think that's his personality. That's the type of guy he is. He might still not like being compared to Brett Favre. It might irritate him, right? Because he seems like the kind of guy that could be that way. So he might be like, you know what? I will go to the Jets. I'm going to go fucking to the Jets. I'm going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to win the Super Bowl in New York. But and I just, then yeah. my career is better than Brett Favre's because so here's I did the, it in New York. Here's the thing: is you said that, 
and I had completely forgotten that Favre played for the Jets because what did Favre do? He went to Minnesota and got them to a, a NFC championship. They were like 12 and four and he threw that boneheaded throw to yeah. in the, I think it was in the AFC or the NFC championship anyway, but he at least redeemed himself a little bit. Um, that was after the Jets, if I'm after not mistaken, right? Yep. So he came to the Jets. He went seven and three, and then got injured. If I'm not mistaken, don't don't quote me on yeah, those I statistics. Don't, I don't but I do yeah. believe that. I do believe that is the the record. Um, but you know, when he was here, Favre too. Like he didn't live in Manhattan. He was he was like living. Some, I forget what they said, but like he stayed away from the New York. Like he wasn't a New York guy. I'm so interested. Like the off-field stuff is what's going to be so fascinating to me about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because I want to see how I want to see how he handles it. And he talked about living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I mean, he's just like hammering home this hippie, holistic, friggin' that. Like his yeah. this whole vibe of his now, and it's, it's it's amazing if he could fall into that type of a neighborhood and it works for him and then he plays well he is this he will be the second joe namath because joe namath was that kind of guy yeah and that's and the well, thing i mean is... it would be fascinating i do i want it to happen no i hope this entire fucking thing crashes and burns for my entertainment as a afc miami dolphin fan but they will my wife just texts um... me while we were down here while i'm down here my wife just texts me and goes Oh God, Rogers to the Jets, really? With like sixteen vomit emojis, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, yep. Her brother's a Packer fan, so uh, it's a lot uh, of Rogers. Yeah, it's what. What's funny though is he is going to be the best quarterback that they've had in forever. Yes, since Joe Namath, and I want to hear Vanny Testaverde. Come on, Chad Penny. He will be the second best quarterback, you know, and if he wins, he's probably the best. And, you know, they do. I mean, all signs point to them still having a good defense. I'm not completely sold on Sauce Gardner being like the second coming of Jesus, but I think he's really good. I mean, not Jesus. Is he the second coming of, um, God, I can't think. I drank. Uh, Goudreau just said oh, his Darrell name. Oh, Revis? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Revis yep. Island. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, with that though, TMR enough about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, have fun with him in the AFC East. I can't wait. I love watching him from afar. Uh, but let's talk about, so we had free agency and this non tampering thing got lifted. I don't even understand. I guess you can start talking contracts with guys and not Jalen Ramsey to the dolphins, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey to the dolphins. Yeah, exactly. For a third (laughs) rounder. God damn it. Another guy I have to, you know, like that I don't want to like. But, hey, just win, baby. Just win. So, yeah, big, big uh, trades. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, before free agency even started because – and I don't I don't even understand the release and all that. But Derek Carr um, to New Orleans, four years, $150 million. Crazy. Um did you see that? Did you see what was going around the internet with the the side by side stats of him and um? Oh God! Like I said, when I drink, I forget names. The quarterback that was on the that was on the Bengals, and then he played for the Saints last year. Oh, Andy Dalton. 
Andy Dalton, the side-by-side stats, Dalton's were actually slightly better. Oh, there you go. Well, that's <laughs> exactly. And then Dalton, Dalton signed with somebody. I don't even remember who. I don't have it in front of me, but he signed with I'm like, he's still playing? Fucking the Red, <laughs> red Rocket? Is it Red Rocket? I get rifle? Yeah, I don't and, then, know, and then Matt Ryan gets released, but he gets paid for this year. And somebody the, the, the meme going around was, Lamar Jackson needs Matt Ryan's agent. Because <laughs> it's like guaranteed paid for the 2023 season regardless of if he's on the team or not I mean, that's a contract it's uh it's amazing how much money i mean everybody was can we talk about lamar jackson though i think that's a topic because who asks for 250 million 50 million a year guaranteed money i'm sorry i can't justify that he's worth that no, at they all were, they were talking about you know, sports talk here talking about the lions being a player in this. And I just, I, if, if you are, if you want to sell tickets and you are Houston and you want to give up everything and you want to go sign Lamar, like go for it. Like that's probably a good move. But if you're an up and cut, you're the jets, you're the lions, you're the Jags, you're Miami any of these teams that are on that 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 bubble and precipice of like getting to the next level, you don't fucking touch this guy with a thousand foot pole. I don't like Lamar. There was there there were chats about comparing Lamar to like I'm like, what the fuck has Lamar done? Except scrambled he around. Went fourteen and two. He went fourteen and two in his first season. And what did they get to the divisional round? Whatever. That's what he's done, though. I mean, that's the ceiling. It's already happened. And that's the thing is, if Baltimore gives him five years, that's all they can expect. Maybe in a season where everything breaks right and he does not get hurt and plays all seventeen games, and And that's not going to happen. I feel like that's a sign of a good team or a good organization, right? They, Baltimore, is a good organization. They would win and have won clearly yeah. with average quarterback play. And now they have an average quarterback play that literally or average quarterback that takes away from everybody else on the field. I don't know. People fall in love with Lamar. I am not. I will do do not like green eggs. I do not like Lamar Jackson. I do not want him on my team. I it's I don't know that anybody who does. I mean, you gotta just look at their season. I mean, they were winning. I mean, and it was defense really blowing it for them in the beginning of the season. But it's just like this guy. The the statistics were all his legs. I mean, there's no. I mean, you go, look at it from a fantasy perspective. People that dra- my one buddy drafted mark andrews and i think every week on sunday morning he's texting me like bitching about the fact that he can't start him because of you know lamar like not throwing in the ball or or all this and i'm just like that team is a freaking disaster they haven't had a solid receiver in since he started i mean it's not a good for it's not a formula for success i hope harbaugh i mean i i think harbaugh is probably like god i hope he goes somewhere else because you know he's gonna he's gonna die on the vine here. I mean, it's gonna it, if they keep him, he's gonna be gone before Lamar is. It's just Lamar Jackson's not gonna win a Super Bowl. He's not. It's no. Everyone's like co- comparing him to Randall Cunningham. It's like Randall Cunningham could throw the ball. 
You know, this is well. Then, you know, then people Vick bring can up throw the football. Yeah. Even two, I mean, two is not a runner anyway. But Tuba can throw the football. This kid can't throw the ball. But there's people bring up, oh, look at his stats. You know, better, better completion percentage than blah blah blah, and better blah. And it's like, but that the the problem is, is that the way that he dictates a game, it takes away from every. Like, there's no threat of a run. There's no threat of deep. Like, there's no threat of any. Name me a skill position player on the on the Ravens. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, like who the fuck, Mark yeah. Andrews? Like, there no like, I mean, there's nobody guys that probably. If I'm a skill position player, if the fucking Ravens draft me, I'm like fuck. <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go there. You know where right. he would be perfect? Go to the fucking Carolina Panthers, right? They're a yeah. they're a small market team. Not terrible, not great, decent defense. Go down there, sell some fucking tickets, and maybe you can make it to the playoffs. But if you're a team that is doing something in the right direction and and looking to rebuild, or go to the Los Angeles Rams now that they're fucking you know selling everything because they sold their uh, soul for a Super Bowl. That is that is the type of team or Vegas, whatever. Just don't come to don't come to my team. I don't want you, and I don't think I'll need to deal with that. But I don't think so. No, of course not. All right, who's out? Who else is out there, Tim? So we talked about. I mean, fuck Lamar, fuck uh, Rogers. Um, We're doing good here. Can I can I say something? Oh boy, I, I wrote this in my notes. I'm going to bring this up. Okay. I'm not a huge Scott Van Pelt guy, and I'm not a big ESPN watcher anymore when it comes to Sports Center and stuff. Sure. But so the day that Ramsey, the Ramsey trade went down, I checked in that night. I think the Knicks actually had played on ESPN, so I, you know, stayed with Scott Van Pelt. So they report the Ramsey trade, and now, okay, I'm gonna tell me if I'm wrong here. A show like this reports a trade, right? It's like okay, and in NFL news, the Dolphins have traded for Jalen Ramsey. The you know the Dolphins get Ramsey, and they sent the Rams yada yada yada, right? And then yeah. normally the next part of the segment is statistics come up on the screen, and it's Ramsey's stats over like the last. You know they put some type of sure. numbers up, Comparison. right? That's usually how it goes, right? right? Yeah, okay. This is how they handled it on SportsCenter that night. It went like this. It went Rams trade the Rams trade Ramsey to the Dolphins for third rounder and some guy who, you know, Bolinox telling me that I'm not a real fan because I didn't know who this guy was who's a tight end on the Dolphins. Oh, I, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. He didn't see the field. I don't care. So they show that they go over those details, but then they shift to the camera shifts to him from being on the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen. And they bring up Tua, and he basically <laughs> says, this is a great trade for the dolphins, but any, anything that matters for the dolphins matters about the health of their quarterback. And he goes on like a two minute thing about the, and I'm sitting on my couch going, no, I'm like don't bring <laughs> this up right now. Like I was so agitated can we just leave it alone for five minutes? I, I I can't. And I again, I think this is where my NFL fatigue comes from. Can we let the guy just fucking come back and play football? He's going to play, everybody. 
Okay. We cannot. He is our no. Back. No. No, we cannot. Why? No, thank you. Why? You're telling me that just because this guy actually, we all saw two of his concussions, he's the only NFL player to have two concussions? I mean, yes. give me a break. No, stop. I'm tired of this. Yeah, hey, kids, cannot be a black cloud over my team. If we're 5-0 and next year, I can't be hearing about concussions. But well, did you see what my team did to alleviate this issue for me? And in the essence... Please. Shove it up the Jets' ass. Please, yes. Do you see who White, our backup right? quarterback is? <laughs> Super Bowl! <laughs> Mike effing White, baby. You have no no issues what at all, joke. You have no issues huh? at all. You guys are set. Somebody said to me, how are you giving him $16 million a year? I said, well, he's actually going to play. So he is like kind of quarterback 1B. He's not backup quarterback. <laughs> I love that. The Miami Dolphins backup quarterback should be prepared to play week one. I mean, that's just how it is now. You mean Skylar Thompson? Was that his name? Wasn't wasn't it He was the you? three. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy, who's, on the, who's out there right now. So you signed him. All right, sorry. I just wanted to address that at some point because it bothers me. It bothers me that that's all we can talk about with my team. Hey, we just made five great signings, and we're going to be awesome this year. Hold on, hold on though. Tua. If he wants to play and he's cleared to play, can we just let it go? He's not the only one. Yeah. I Let's start with Alex Smith and his calf. He plays, or he played after that. He's an <laughs> idiot, but he did it. <laughs> anyway, Zeke was released. Zeke was released. Um, I was looking through the other free agent signing. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo went and took oh, Derek yeah, Carr to the Raiders. Spot, to the Raiders, right? Um, we said that you know, and then about Carr. and then Stidham went to Denver, right? Yep, yep. Stidham went to Denver. Um, some of the other big tra- so Tremaine Edward or Edmonds from Buffalo went to Chicago. A huge fucking contract. I mean, guys on our our thread were sucking the dick of Chicago. I'd, $18 million a year. Oof. And, like, you, like, look down the list, like, the next, like, free agent linebacker signed, like, Bobby Okarike, like, $10 million a year. Like, almost half, like half of what that is. And then locally, like, we re-signed Alex Anzalone. Not a good, like, a fine, whatever. It's fine. Just a role player, whatever. But they were going over the fucking stats just like you were talking about, you know, like stats of this guy versus like Tremaine Edmonds and Alex Anzalone literally had very similar statistics for the 2022 season. And Anzalone signed for, uh, what, three years, $18 million versus yeah. one year, $18 million. So I, I get so my, it. So my wife even said, she goes, did you see what Edmonds got? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, and I said to her, I go, well, you know, a lot of that money's not guaranteed. She's like, uh, this was, it's like, Oh my God. So, I mean, listen, the bears are all in. And if I'm a bears fan, you know, I'm, I'm excited that they're doing things that that are, are going in the right direction. Oh, that we didn't even talk about. They traded, obviously they traded the first round. We're just talking about Carolina, right? They traded the first overall pick. In the draft, um, got out of that, and 
we were talking about uh, whether or not they got enough for uh, the first pick. And, I mean, I don't know. They – so the pan- – so the- sorry, the Panthers – essentially switched picks with the Bears. They gave up DJ Moore, who a lot of people are super high on. I mean, they have to the Bears need a quarterback to throw it to him because Justin Yeah, because they have Lamar Part two. <laughs> Lamar Part two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and then they got I think so they got first this year, second this year, first next year, second, third next year. So they swapped picks this year got a second next year's first a third and dj Moore. great haul no doubt but could they have held out for more on draft day or closer to the draft maybe i'm not sure why they did it so soon um does dj Moore equate to because i feel like they could have got another first and i don't know that dj Moore is is going to will make that impact but they essentially, you know, with him get a second round pick, right? He's that caliber of player who's been in the league, really good receiver. Uh will it make a difference? We'll see. I don't know. I mean, there were some flashes from Fields last year that were pretty awesome. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, he had some he's some insane games with his legs. But again, it's just like Lamar. Like, if you if you're not, you know, if you're not a thrower first, I I don't, I don't know how you put all your you know organizational stock into that. I'm just looking here. Poyer, Jordan Poyer signed with the Bills for two years. Oh man, I was talking so much shit in my house because he wanted to play in Miami. I wanted him bad. <laughs> that would have been that would have been yeah, some good hometown. Yep. Yeah, ten hours ago. Yeah, I just saw that. He's a fucking player and a half. But yeah, other than that, uh, so speaking of the Bears, the Lions went out and signed um, David Montgomery, so took the running back from the Bears. Lions aren't going to re-sign Jamal Williams, which boo-hoo, thank goodness. I'm perfectly fine with it. He's a name. He's a a, uh, personality. But as far as a a running back goes, I'm okay. He's 28 years old. He's, um, you know, kind of a one-trick pony. I'm okay with it. He went and signed with New Orleans, I think. Jamal did. Um, so David Montgomery to the Bear or to the Lions from the Bears. Uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, big one today. Uh, left the uh, Eagles. Big contract. Um, four years, $25 million to Carolina. So they're they're lining up their ducks there in Carolina. I don't know about Miles Sanders. I've never never been a huge fan, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think odd- Philly's. I think it's more about the offensive line in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, because all it, those guys produce when they get the ball. Boston Scott, Tre- uh, Green, Treadwell, Green, or Green Green Greenwell what Treadwell. Was his name? What's his name? <laughs> Whatever his name is. That's yeah, my point. that's my point. <laughs> committee. Um, committee means O line when there's when it's a running back by committee. That means the offensive line is good. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But yeah, you did mention yeah. Zeke. Zeke got released today. Uh, who else? What do you think about that? I mean, is he? 
Uh, oh, how about oh, for, you know what? Forget Zeke. How about Darren Waller to the Giants? Oh, I think yeah. that's big. And then um, what's his face? The running back again. I'm drunk. I can't remember players' names, <laughs> but the running back was like said something on Facebook or on uh, Twitter, basically like, "Give me a fucking break." Who Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs? Oh no, no, Josh Jacobs. Josh okay. Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, wait, so, Jim, so wait, you still have who is your back? Who are your running backs now? It's it's Swift. Swift. Yeah, Swift and okay. uh, Montgomery, which they're combo. they're kind of the a same, good combo. Kind of the same guy, but I think Swift has been injured. No, I think Montgomery is more between the tackles. He is. He's he's more yeah. in every down back. Um, and yeah. Swift has been injury prone, so. A lot of guys, a lot of people around here were talking about the Lions getting Bijan uh, Robinson from Texas in the draft with their 18th pick. Ooh. But that probably, I don't know, maybe this 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 makes it uh, not as. Uh, no, you need more than two. You need oh, more no, than two. Oh, no, for sure. But I don't know though. Yeah. he's a first rounder on one now that they just signed it. But your right, boy right. Kenny Galladay got released today. Woo. Woo. By the Giants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. James Madison Robinson went back to, to the. Who did you say? I said James Robinson signed with the Patriots. Yeah, who else just signed? Juju Juju signed with the Patriots. Um, did he? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, earlier today, three years. Yes. Twenty-five million. Juju. Three of my leagues. Three of my leagues. Two of my leagues. Whatever it was. Uh, other than that, not a ton of uh, movement. A lot of guys getting released. Um, Jadavian Clowney got released. We talked about, um, obviously, Zeke um, going through so much. A home's cleared. Today. Cap space. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> Look, I got to your site. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just got to go down it. That's it. I found this, uh, this spot rack, spot track, spo track, S P O T R A C. Great site. Great site. Spot rack, spot rack. Um, uh, Baker goes to. The uh, Bucks one year four million dollar contract. See how that goes. Uh, oh, jeez! Oh, God, fade the shit out of that team. <laughs> uh, Stefan Diggs for our Bills fans did uh, restructure his contract. Good so did that. Josh. So did Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, your boys Miami re-signed your running backs for reasonable shit. Uh, Stefan Gilmore got traded from. Yeah, but I, love, to... I love I love resigning Mostert. I thought that was you got to keep him around. He's I mean, the he, guy. You know, I don't they, know. Didn't even, they didn't even use him enough last year. Yeah, he's totally the guy. They just that's because the the coach is an idiot. I I really don't know about him honestly. Overall, he's he's too he's too into his playbook. I think he's like like he'll never stray from his. His, like his he, plays and his yeah. little book and stuff that bothers me. I, I really do think that's a problem with him. And and you know we're, we're tra- uh, changing defensive coordinators. Good, but I mean you know how many penalties is Jalen Ramsey going to commit this year? That's going to cost us fifteen in the game because you know that's coming. It's going to happen at least once. Oh. You can mark my words right now. If there was a wager in Vegas for that, I would friggin' lay it because it's coming. Especially when we play the Jets. It's going to be this will be some nasty AFC East games this year. It's going to be really good. Or really bad. Or <laughs> depending really bad. on how. Yeah, but it's going to be good stuff. I'm, I mean, I'm ready now. Uh, As I watch name, USA blow this game. What did I just see in here? Oh, Michael Thomas. Remember that guy? 
yes. receiver restructures or signs one year ten million dollar restructured contract extension with New Orleans. Maybe he'll make his way and a lot, back on the field. And a lot of uh, incentive in that, right? If right. I'm not mistaken, Pro- I, pro- probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, hey, Minnesota, your kicker, uh, Greg Joseph, back as always. I'm happy to see that Minnesota's never had good kickers. Um, Samaje P. Ryan, I think that's how we say it nowadays. Signs with the Bill or with the, the Bills, with the Broncos, and uh, I don't Denver know. mistake. I think that's about it. Nothing uh, too. Lions but signed some corners, which I liked. Mike White, Von Miller converts, you know, his contract as well. So all of them, all of them did. Everybody on that team, yep. Diggs, Miller, Allen, they're all doing it. So for what? So let's see. What are you gonna do? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're after first day, first day through free agency, and uh, Case Keenum's still in the league. Woo! Signed with Houston. Let's go. Listen, I think this is it for Buffalo this year. Because what are you going to do when you have to give Allen another contract? What are you going like, to do when you're paying him? Money. All this restructuring That's, just means it's huge fucking uh, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 50 million. I mean, you know, this 50 million number that's getting thrown around for Lamar and stuff. I mean, Daniel Jones just got $40 million a year. And no you got to be shitting me. I mean, like the fact that Mahomes got 32 last year. The kid's got two Super Bowls. How old is he? Twenty-seven. If Daniel Jones is worth forty million, then Patrick Holmes is worth Pat, Pat Mahomes is worth a hundred million. So, you know, something's gonna give here. Something's gonna have to change. The Bills can't pay Josh Allen's fifty, sixty million dollars a year and expect to win a Super Bowl. So they kind of have to win it now because you just can't. You know, this cannot be the way. The the progression in the money cannot continue. I'm sorry. And Daniel Jones had a good year. But Daniel Jones is not. I mean, it's, he can make 100. Is, with the incentives in his contract, he could make $196 million. The only good thing about that contract is in three years, the Giants can just say goodbye. Well, yeah, in three years, it won't be that ridiculous of a contract. It, That's it, what I just, mean. How could yeah. you save that? So what? So so I'm saying Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I mean, what are these guys going to make? Burrow is I mean, going gonna to be ridiculous. Holy shit! I mean, right? you kidding everybody me? else signed. Yeah. Everybody else signed, right? I mean, because it, it, Allen re-signed, right? He has a like a new contract. He right? has a contract. That's why he's restructuring because they overpaid him. Right. Burrow is still on his rookie contract. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that'll be the next domino to fall, um, outside of Lamar clearly, but it was like when Stafford signed in Detroit, it was like 27 million. I think he was the highest paid or second or third highest paid. And after like three years, he was like top 15. It was like not a huge deal. People lose their shit over it. And it's not that big a deal. Like you either have, we've talked about on this show forever, but now it happens quicker. It's like. We talked about. I'm sorry. When I saw when I saw that Mahomes made 32 and Daniel Jones got 40. I mean, the balls on that guy that for demanding that, but he did kind of have the Giants in that type of position. Yeah. Well, you either got a quarterback or you don't. Tm, let's go. But who's his agent? Scott Boris. I mean, I could have like, whoa, my god. So I'm looking at. I'm looking at available free agents, and and this site, I don't know if it's a ranking or what. They just put the top free agents. top two free agents, and maybe because they're quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Let's go. <laughs> All right, here, 
Let's play a game. Stop me when you want any of these players. Okay. Carson Wentz, quarterback. Matt Ryan, quarterback. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver. Orlando Brown Jr., left tackle. Uh, Bud Dupree, maybe, outside maybe, linebacker. Maybe, maybe an O-lineman just because. <laughs> Bud Dupree, 30-year-old linebacker. Byron Jones, 30-year-old cornerback. Adam Thielen, 32-year-old wide receiver. Although that was Thielen. They, there were reports that he was going to go to going... Kansas City. There, it yeah. was, there was reports, but then apparently that didn't work out because he was talking, I think, with Carolina. Wait, um, so Patrick Lear says something and it's, it's – uh... Reports now. Yeah. Hey. Yes. In my world. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's where I get my news. <laughs> um, Taylor Lewan's available. He got released by Tennessee as a left tackle. I'm looking down here. Frank Frank Clark. There's Zeke at 27. Now, do you think is Zeke does Zeke Zeke Elliott have a reconnaissance and a coming out party saying like they weren't giving me the ball? Tony Pollard. I can't believe the the Cowboys franchise Tony Pollard, but whatever. Uh, I well, really guy, I, that, that's a fair. I get that. They're like, do it again. I mean, just fucking give him a contract. He clearly. Uh, you, you're you're, you're in trouble know. as a running back in the NFL. You really are. If you're not if, Derrick Henry, you're expendable. I mean. Uh, and that's why, it. I mean, franchise, if I'm a, it, this, as a running back though. So you're going to get franchise. You're going to make what? 10 million a year or 10 or whatever that number is. It's somewhere in that range. Wouldn't you just sign a contract for like, like Miles Sanders, like four for 25 and just be done and like get like 18 million guaranteed. Cause. Oh. Well, I mean, there's one. I mean, the giants tagged him. I just, I, you're it's, if you're, you're an owner, wrong, but if the, you're an owner, seems... it's probably the right move, right? Pay him high. Oh, it was the, right move for the giants. Yes. Pay him high, get him now and then get out of here. Um, I just, it, it kind of sucks because they get beat up probably more than anybody and their life expect their, their career expectancy is, is probably the least you got three good years out of a guy unless you're, you know, Adrian Peterson or somebody like that. All right. Well, I've, I think I've, ex- a, a, uh, what's the word exhausted my NFL knowledge on this subject TM. So unless there's anybody else you want to talk about, we got to wait for more. No, I have to, I have to sign off and go do research on Edwin Diaz and like hang myself. (laughs) He struck out all three batters. He faced earned the save Puerto Rico advanced eliminated Dominican Republic. And they're talking about it possibly being his Achilles. Oh, Oh, well, it's baseball. I'm not going to win series over here, PJ. I'm not trying to win the WBC. You know what I mean? I just sat here and watched Alonzo strike out in his seventh at bat of the WBC. He could have had seven at bats in a split squad game three weeks ago in Florida. What are we doing? What is this, the World Cup? Because it's not. It'll be okay, fun. we don't have Alex Keen on for WBC preview. So it's not important. He will be fine, TM. He will be fine. Yeah, Pete in Alonzo, August, will be fine. we have to deal with the Phillies and the Braves here. This is not a joke. The NL East is good. Where's my Where's my tomahawk? 
Oh, it's over there. It's over there. Get out of my face. All right, sign off. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back. Who knows? Next weekend. I can't believe I didn't bet Arizona Arizona State and Bob Hurley tonight. They won by 25. I like Arizona State. All right, let's go tomorrow. All right, buddy. First game, 12-15. West Virginia, Maryland. Take the under. All right, let's go. All right, everybody. We'll see you uh, next time. Who knows when that is? And watch Full Swing, the golf documentary. Because we're gonna just yes. Going. And then Let's we're oh, we are we are doing commentary soon. That'll probably be one of the next shows. So anyway, all right, everybody. We'll see you. Peace. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at bingemedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at patreon.com slash binge media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget. I was going to say, um, <laughs> what did you just say?